I, <laughs> I, I, being completely honest, this is no lie or joke, I saw the ghost of Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> What's up, witches? This is Jess, and welcome to this week's episode of True Crime Coven. So, welcome everyone. It's Jess here. Um, Claudia is having a week off this week, so we have a special guest. And this week I'm joined by my sister-in-law, Chloe. Hey, Hey. thanks for having me. That's okay, thanks for coming on. Um, We're going to talk some sleep paralysis stories and... Yes. What it is and... Because you suffer from sleep paralysis. Yeah, well, this and... feels particularly relevant considering, was it a month ago now we went away with the family to Cornwall? Yeah. And I woke up Jess and the entire family <laughs> having a night terror. Um, well, yeah, so it woke us up, but me and me and Jose <laughs> had the same reaction. So Josie's my sister. So me and Jose both heard Chloe scream and just went back to sleep because we knew Chloe had night terrors. However... My husband's, uh, my husband and my sister's partner didn't know that Chloe suffers from night terrors, so they just heard a woman scream, <laughs> then heard your dog running up and down the corridor downstairs because she'd screamed, and Aidan was like, Jess, we should do something, I think there's someone in the house, and I was like, yeah, it's just Chloe, go back to sleep, <laughs> I was just so blasé about it, and apparently... Josie did the same thing to Rich, so... I mean, I have so many feelings about this. Obviously, I'm fine with you and Josie not caring, because you know I have them, but neither Rich nor Aiden decided to come to save me, so, you know, (laughs) that's great, but let's move on from there. (laughs) Didn't it happen to your neighbour, like, a few months back as well? Oh, my gosh, yeah. So our next door neighbour, we live in a terrace, so Mm. we can hear the bedrooms, um, like, really loud uh, through the thin walls, and um, we went to bed like quite early that night. So it was about like 10, 10 o'clock. Mm. We were like drifting off to sleep and uh, we just heard this blood curling scream. And because it's a, like a man, like mm. normally, like I'm used to hearing women, like I've had other friends, like female friends who have night terrors, so hearing them scream. Yeah. So just hearing this man's like blood curling screams was terrifying. <laughs> and oh then we God. obviously messaged the family chat like, guys, what, what do we do? do? Yeah. And then, because I said, yeah. maybe he suffers night terrors. Yes. And, and turns out he did. Yeah, Jace went over and then knocked on the door bravely. And then poor guy was just so mortified. Oh, like, bless yeah, him. it's okay, no one's died. I just had a night terror. <laughs> oh, bless him. To be fair, at least you went to check. Like, I feel like some people would have just ignored that and been like, don't, yeah. don't want to know. So No, no, exactly. We've got to be a good neighbour. Oh, God, yeah. Very neighbourly, very neighbourly. <laughs> <laughs> So do you want to kick us off? So I think we're going to do our usual cryptid sandwich format. However, Chloe's going to tell her stories of sleep paralysis and having night terrors. And then I'm going to bring the filling with just some information on what sleep paralysis and night terrors are and a little bit of cryptid around it as well. So (laughs) when you're ready, Chloe. Okay, I'll take it away. Uh, So the first night terror I remember having as an adult was when I was 20 years old. I was staying in the room with my boyfriend at the time, now my husband and Jess's brother, Um, and I hadn't told him I actually suffered with with night terrors, mainly because I hadn't had one since I was a kid, so I I didn't actually think I suffered with them at all. 
I remember I was having a nightmare about some demon-like man chasing me. He was really old and skinny with glasses and long fingers and he wouldn't go away. And suddenly I was in my room and he was trying to grab me and I was trapped in the corner of the room by my dresser and fell to the floor. And I was just curled up in a ball and screaming. And I remember, I remember so vividly, the light was on and I couldn't hear anything but him calling my name. And then I actually woke up from being shaken by my mum screaming if I was okay. So it turned out I literally ran into the corner of my room and was cowering by my dresser screaming just like I was in my dream. So poor Jason was just terrified and had no idea what was going on. And on top of that, you know, we'd only been together for six months or so and my mum runs into the room screaming at him, what have you done to my daughter? What did you do? So not, not a great start to a mother-in-law relationship. But yeah, no, it's wild. Like I can still see what this demon looks like now and I could physically see it's him whatever it was with my eyes open and like when I was settling on and like in my own room um yeah that's that's my story so that one that is really creepy like one to see anything um and obviously scared you that much that you ran into the corner of your room but also knowing my brother the funny funny side of this knowing my brother he would not have known what to do in that situation (laughs) one to you screaming but also to your mum running in and being like, what have you done to my daughter? I can imagine him stood there going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> But anyone who knows my mum now, like she's an absolute sweetheart, but like growing up, my friends were terrified of her. She was a head teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she does have a scary side. So um, yeah. But no, she is lovely. And like, she like loves Jason now, doesn't she? Oh yeah. Oh, but... it's all healed now. She knows that he wasn't trying to murder me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so could you like describe the, I'm going to say demon, because you said you yeah. felt like it was a demon. Well, it's really, like, this is going to sound really weird. Have you seen Futurama? Some episodes, yeah. Not... <laughs> you know, like, Fry's great, great, great nephew, like the professor. Yeah. So the only way I can describe, that's why I say him, is because it kind of looks like a really creepy old man like him, like bold, really skinny... Like... Like, older than, like, an old man. Yes. Like, an ancient yeah. kind of man. Do you, you know, yeah. like, there's a difference between, like, like a grandparent-looking old man and then, like, an old man who you're, like, you're, like, 150 years old. Yes. Like, you're too old to be alive. No, exactly. Kind of and old, that's, yeah. I think that's why I don't really know if to say, like, old man or, like, demon because it, like, didn't really look like a person. Like, it kind of resembled one. Yeah. Because it was, like, humanoid shape. Mm. Um and glasses, weirdly. Like, I remember they were wearing glasses. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, just really long fingers and just, like, reaching out, which is just horrible. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling, you know, like, not reoccurring dreams, but from what I know about, like, night terrors and sleep paralysis, it's almost like, you know, you get the, like, reoccurring dreams, like, mm. the reaching out and the demon man are always, like, things that people always say. Like, yeah, because I always have the reoccurring dream of my teeth falling out. Oh, that's horrible. And another one that I have is sitting, for some reason, always naked on a toilet <laughs> and then all the walls falling down and me just being in public sat on the toilet, but na- like, butt naked. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. They always happen when I'm very stressed. So. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, but it's funny you say that about recurring because 
I've, I have had episodes of sleep paralysis as well where I've just been like still and like I'm obviously I'm not awake but it feels like I'm awake and I yeah. can't move and I can't scream and it is normally some sort of demon reaching out and trying to grab me yeah and I can't move and or run away so yeah that's totally right I mean I have had night terrors where I haven't had something scary there I don't know if I've told you before but I've had <laughs> I've had one um you know well I it's a similar format so I'm asleep and then I'm, I'm like waking up and I turn the light on because I can see this thing in my room and then there's a few yeah. seconds or sometimes it can be literally a minute where I still see this person or thing when the light's on and I, <laughs> I'm being completely honest, this is no lie or joke, I saw the ghost of Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> smallest <laughs> standing over me. And this only happened once. I mean, in that situation, would you be scared or would you just be like... Oh my god, it's the notorious VIG. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wasn't scared because ready to ready to die is banger after banger. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, big yeah. fan, big fan. But it was pretty weird. I mean, that's the only time it's ever been someone that like famous or anything like yeah. that. Um, yeah, but yeah, pretty weird. Still creepy. Yeah, but not as creepy as like a demon old man. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you said that, I just thought of, like the demon headmaster then. Oh, you, Jason talks about this as well. <laughs> yeah, childhood blast from the past. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, do you want me to... I mean, I don't know how much you know about sleep paralysis and night terrors anyway. I'm assuming a bit because... Yeah, I mean, I so I saw a sleep clinician because there was a time where it was getting really bad and I had it quite a lot. So I know like little bits more about night terrors, but less about sleep paralysis. That's that's happened to me like much more infrequently. Yeah. Okay, so I might start with night terrors um, just because obviously that's what we've already started being talking about. Um, So just a little bit about what a night terror is. Um, and all this information that I've got, I have got from the NHS website, which obviously because we are in the UK, that's our free health service. Um, so obviously if you're not living in the UK, advice may differ. Um, but I think the main question people have about night terrors is how are they different from nightmares? Um, especially as someone who's never suffered them. I can imagine people sometimes get a bit like, are you sure it just wasn't a bad nightmare? Oh yeah, all the time. But I have, I do suffer with nightmares as well. As to well, be fair, yeah. I mean, I've terrified so many of my friends, like having nightmares and shouting in my sleep. Obviously, not moving like it's just a nightmare. So, yeah. Like public service announcement. Sorry to all my friends. That I am, like absolutely terrified. So, is there anyone who ever has to share a room with Chloe in the future? Yeah, <laughs> just pre prepared. Um, so they are actually quite different. Um, and like physiologically different as well so they actually occur at different stages of sleep so a nightmare is obviously a bad dream and because it's a dream it tends to happen in like the REM stage of sleep um and a night terror happens much earlier in the night and normally lasts up to 15 minutes um weirdly night terrors actually mainly affect children between the ages of three and nine 
So a lot of people tend to grow out their night terrors. Obviously, you can have them as adults as well, but that's like the main group of people mm. who suffer with them. And during a night terror, you're more likely to move, shout, and open your eyes, but you're less likely to remember it than a nightmare. Yeah, so obviously I had them when I was a kid. Um, and that's so funny to say about when they happen because yeah. it is always so early into going to bed that yeah. it happens for me. Like, it's normally at least, you know, um, like at max, like two hours, normally one hour after I've gone to sleep. Yeah. Which is also so annoying because, like, it just disrupts your sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And obviously then you're too scared to go back to sleep. You're like, can you imagine, like, a five-year-old having a night terror and you can't explain to them what it yeah. is, really? Yeah, um, that must be awful. Yeah. Let's hope Orla doesn't get them. Oh, my God. Same. <laughs> um, so what causes night terrors? Um, so there's obviously the big factors being overtired, feeling unwell, a sudden noise in the night, or needing to use the bathroom um, can spark a night terror, which is weird because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like we've all had that dream that you go into the toilet and then you wake up and not... <laughs> always wet yourself but you have to check if you wet yourself you just yourself. like run to the bathroom yeah just yeah, to check. You're like, oh god oh god <laughs> um so as well obviously watching a scary film before you go to bed can in- um can increase the chance of having a night terror or like just doing something frightening or something that increases your anxiety certain medications um can increase the likelihood of night terrors it didn't specify what but I'm mm. assuming that if you're taking those medications, they will tell you that there's a side effect of night a side effect of night terrors. There's another thing that can lead to it is there's a condition that makes you just fall asleep. Oh, like narcolepsy. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that that can increase the chance of night terrors. Obviously, and then things like things that affect your brain, like dementia and having family history of night terrors. PTSD is another big one. And also people who have a family history of sleepwalking quite are like more prone to having night terrors as well. So I don't know if that is any of you. <laughs> wow, do you know, so this is the reason that I went to the sleep clinician, right? Because we just couldn't work it out. Because mm. he said the same thing as it normally happens to kids. And it's all a bit weird because sometimes I remember what happens and sometimes I don't. Yeah. But like, I'm literally running about screaming. So it's all a bit weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah, who knows? I know my gran has always had like really bizarre dreams like even when I was really little I remember like I'd go around her house before I'd go to school and she'd be like oh I had a dream I was in a canoe with you last night and I was like <laughs> okay grand that is a really strange yeah dream. but I mean in terms of sleepwalking I think my mum might have had that potentially but like no okay. one's ever said to me oh yeah I've had that it's too in my family that. yeah so it's really weird maybe you've always had like if your mum sleepwalks and your nan's had weird dreams maybe like that's combined yeah combination <laughs> you having night terrors um but yeah it is i mean there's nothing there that kind of like screams to me like a weird one do you know what i mean like they're all like like yeah. ptsd and watching a scary film before you go to bed like that's quite obvious that that could trigger a night terror no for sure and you know so when i was talking to this sleep clinician he was saying one of the other things that can sometimes cause it is being out of your routine. Yeah. And he told me some really interesting facts. So have you ever been to a hotel and then you've noticed in the lobby that they've got towels on reception? 
Do you know, I'm, I'm not, but I know you can obviously get towels from extra towels from reception. So next time you go to a hotel, have a look, and they'll have like a stack of towels at reception. And also this fact that I'm about to say, I was backed up because I just met someone two weeks ago who worked at a hotel like for five years. And he was like, yes, oh my God, it's true. Okay. So basically the reason that they have towels at hotel reception is because people are like on business trips or just are away for a few nights and are out of their routine run downstairs sleepwalking naked in the hotel lobby and then the hotel staff it happens so frequently they keep towels to put around the guest and then escort them back to their room oh my god yeah so like sleepwalking and sleep talking can happen when you're out of routine i mean one of the i was going to go on to the tips next but one of the tips is to keep a routine so obviously if you sense. normally if you suffer from it they tell you well keep a regular routine and then get like you say you go somewhere like a hotel you're out of routine the likelihood is yeah you're gonna re like re relapse relapse <laughs> <laughs> have have a night terror or go sleepwalking do yeah. you follow that girl on tiktok who suffers from sleepwalking I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so she started putting cameras around her house because she sleepwalks really bad. Oh no, the... I have seen it. She does weird stuff. Yeah, where right? she like she has like a fight with her plant in her <laughs> living room, and like she did one where she stayed at a hotel and she was like, "I know I sleepwalk, so I always go to bed with pajamas on." And she was on TikTok and she was like, "I've." just woken up she's like i don't know why but i have my phone in my hand which is lucky because then i can record this whole thing and she was like i'm stood in the corridor of a hotel room butt naked <laughs> she is like not even the level that my floor is on she's like can't remember getting here she's like what do i do don't have my car like room key on me she's like i'm gonna get have to go down to the hotel room so Nice to know that they have towels. Yeah. No, so, yeah, it's wild. Apparently, if it's really normal and, like, people who've never even had sleepwalking instances before can go suddenly out of routine and then... Because, like, yeah, the hotel staff will be like, this, yeah, have, do you have this often? This happens quite a lot. And they'll be like, no, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. Which is just crazy. That's so weird. I am oh. terrified of that happening to me oh one my God. day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I always sleep, like, I'm one of these people, I cannot sleep naked because I'm always like, if something happens in the night and you need to run and escape, I'm like, what are you going to be wearing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want there to be a fire around my house and we have to run outside and we stood there naked like, oh no. Does this mean you dress ready for action? Like you have oh, I'm, I'm always ready on. to go, you know? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the definition of a, I woke up like this. <laughs> I like hair, hair done, makeup on. No, I'm joking. I just cannot sleep naked. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. very sidetracked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was going to go on to tips for reducing the likelihood of having a night terror. So obviously staying in a hotel room is not one of them. <laughs> um, so having a relaxing bedtime routine, um, keeping a sleep diary to not only record your dreams, but also how you felt before going to bed and what you did before going to bed, just to see if there's any triggering factors so if you're noticing that like having 
coffee before going to bed mm. you were having a night terror every night you could be like what's well, probably the caffeine um also just finding techniques to control your stress and anxiety and then if you also if you're finding your night terrors are happening at the same time every night try setting an alarm 15 minutes before the night terror happens um and then if you do this for a week and wake yourself up it can like for most people it stops it I think this is what they do with children, though. That's wild, because I've never been told that. And obviously, yeah. I've seen, like, doctors about this. That's really interesting. Yeah. I guess the difficulty is mine never happen, like, regularly, regularly enough. Yeah. Like, there's a pattern, so maybe yeah. that's why. So I think it's, like, I can imagine, like, if you have a kid who has a night terror on the same time every single night, you're like, well, if I just wake him up 15 minutes before, like, stop, it interrupts that sleep and stops mm. the night terror happening, which is mad. Um, so, as well, I've got some tips for if you are someone, like, a parent or a partner of someone who's experiencing a night terror, what to do. Um, and I know it's going to sound stupid and hard, but the best thing to do is stay calm and wait for it to finish, really. Wait for them to calm down. Because the problem is, is if you try and like wake them up or console them and they're hallucinating and still dreaming, they will probably just think that you are the demon trying to attack them. Yeah. Because they might not recognize you in their sleep state. So that's, I think that's one of the reasons they say don't wake someone who's sleepwalking is because they won't recognize you. And it's the same with someone having a night terror. Don't try and wake them. Just try and make like, they say move them if they're gonna hurt themselves mm. but don't like sh like shake them awake or anything just like let it happen try and talk to them to pull them out of it but yeah yeah i mean that makes total sense because like you know when i'm running i can still see the thing like there so obviously mm. like if anyone tried to grab me so if like jason tried to grab me in my you would story just think it was him. i would have thought it was yeah him. i guess it would be hard for him or my mum to stay calm though when they were both just terrified and didn't <laughs> and also didn't really know what was happening yeah yeah, yeah. Just when your mother-in-law's shouting at you like, <laughs> like i don't know what do why is my daughter cowering in a corner i don't I wish we recorded that. <laughs> oh, that would be priceless. Oh, that would have been so funny. Oh, God. Um, so did you receive any specific treatment for for your night terrors, or was it just a... Well, I had to keep a sleep diary. Yeah. Um, which was pretty boring most of the time because they're quite infrequent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I did have to take note of, like, kind yeah. of when things occurred, um, what time they happened, and yeah. it was just... It never really had a similar pattern. Um, and then the routine, like you said, so a lot of people in sleep studies, I don't know yeah. what you call it, they call it good sleep hygiene. Okay. So it's like having a routine, making sure like you're not doing exercise too close to bed, yeah. doing exercise in the day, like not having caffeine after a certain time, staying hydrated, Yeah. like not watching TV or screens before bed. So it was all like usual stuff like they prescribe I mean, you yeah i think that's good advice for anyone yeah to be honest yeah um, because yeah like the main thing that i found for treatment of it was more kind of like it depends what's causing it so i yeah. think that's why they start with the the diary so they can be like oh, okay yeah this is causing it because obviously if they come around and they're like oh yeah okay yeah so we think it's your ptsd causing it obviously mm. counseling's the way forward however if you've got like 
a medical condition like sleep apnea that's causing it, then they try and find like a way to control that. Yeah. I so, mean, to be honest, though, I suffer like quite bad with anxiety disorder. Yeah. So it probably is related to that, but yeah. we can't pinpoint Point like a certain on... thing. Yeah. So I probably just need to go back for more sessions. But to be honest, Jess, they scared me because they wanted to put me in a sleep clinic. You know, like where like when they watch you yeah. sleep. So they're like, so oh, you would just be able to sleep in that. Well, this is it. They're like, we'd put you in a bed and then just plug some wires into you, and then we just observe you. And I'd be like, I mean, I, I struggle to sleep anyway, but I am not going to sleep knowing that there's people watching me and like plugged into a machine. Yeah, like <laughs> obviously when I went away for cheer and I stayed in a hotel, I've always like, oh, you excited to get like a good night's sleep, like without a baby, and I was like. I can't sleep in a hotel room. Like, it's an unfamiliar place. Yeah. Like, I just cannot sleep. I know. I'm just like, would I just have to pretend I was having one if I couldn't sleep and just, like, randomly start screaming at, like, so many times? So, should we chat a bit about sleep paralysis as well? Yes, let's do it. I know barely anything about sleep paralysis. Sip of water. This chair is really creaky. It's really annoying. <laughs> so again, um, just a little overview of what sleep paralysis is. Again, information coming from the NHS website. So sleep paralysis is when you are unable to move or speak while you are either waking up or falling asleep. So that's kind of when it tends to happen when um, like you're brain's awake but your body's not awake yet right yeah. so i think that that's why it feels like you can't move so sometimes it can feel like there's someone or something in your room with you and other times you may not be able to open your eyes most people report feeling as if something is pushing down on their chest and they may feel like they're unable to breathe or that they're being choked which to me sounds absolutely terrifying yeah i mean i've so i've had it where it feels like something's sitting on my chest yeah and um, that is horrible because then you mm. feel like you can't scream or anything. Yeah. Um, but that's so interesting about like feeling like there's something in the room. Yeah. Because it's like, is it sleep paralysis or is or it a is, ghost? Or is there something <laughs> yeah. in the room? Um, so yeah, as I said, it occurs when the body is in sleep mode, but the brain is still active and it can last up to several minutes. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so it is commonly linked to sleep issues such as insomnia, PTSD, general anxiety disorder, panic disorders, narcolepsy, um, and a family history of sleep paralysis. And it can also be linked to disrupted sleep patterns due to shift work or jet lag. Which, again, makes sense. Like, you're overtired or your brain's overstimulated. You're mm -hmm. trying to go to sleep, but your brain can't switch off. So, doesn't make sense. So the advice for dealing with sleep paralysis is to get regular sleep, aiming for seven to nine hours each night. Which, I mean, easier said than done, right? Yeah, I feel like when you set <laughs> someone the task of like, go to sleep, it's like, okay, sure, I'll just yeah, sleep right yeah, now. Yeah, hang on, here's the pillow. <laughs> which, I mean, I joke, but some people do have that ability to just be like, I'm going to bed now, lie down and fall asleep. And I I'm am like, ow. so 
jealous. <laughs> like my friend Kira, whenever we were younger and we'd have a sleepover, yeah. she could just fall asleep like immediately. And then my other friend Katie suffers with like really bad sleep with like me as well. Yeah. And we would just stay up for hours, just be like, can't believe she fell asleep again. Like, how? <laughs> like, she can sleep in like anywhere. I'm so jealous. Oh, no, I have to be like in my own bed, let like I can't sleep on a on a plane or in a car. I have to be like in my own bed. Like sometimes I'll fall asleep really quickly if I'm really tired. But other times I'll just sit there like, well, it's going to be a fun <laughs> night. <Yeah. laughs> or oh, I'm that person who, if I fall asleep, I'll wake up at like three and then that's it. Like, well, I'm not going back to sleep. So yeah, that's the worst. I'm like that. I can't get back to sleep once I've woken up as well yeah. for a little while. I'm like this is my day. My day starts at three. <laughs> How do you cope with all of waking you up, Jess? God. Uh, she's pretty good to be fair she woke me up at five today so oh what a lion I know (laughs) (laughs) to be fair normally she goes to like she can she does sometimes go to seven the other day she went to like nine o'clock and I was like poking her like are you alive (laughs) she was like absolutely zonked and I was like this is really weird but it's quite nice because I managed to get up have a shower get myself ready nice and then she woke up, like she woke up so hungry that I picked her up and she was like trying to eat my face. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna pretend this is a kiss. And you're really happy to see me. <laughs> She's really like, Mum, hold still. Like, <laughs> let me eat you. <laughs> me and Aiden always make fun of her and we're like, we always say she's like, Give me your tits. <laughs> Do that voice. <laughs> Give me your tits, ma. <laughs> oh That's terrifying. But I mean, you are just the boob machine. You're I like am the milk machine. Yeah. Milky mum. Milky mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. What a nickname. <laughs> oh god, what a sidetrack. Um <laughs> so yeah, get seven to nine hours of sleep each night. And they do say for this as well. Try to go to bed roughly the same time and wake up roughly the same time each morning. Again, easier said than done. Get regular exercise, but not four hours before you go to bed. Avoid eating a big meal before you go to bed. Avoid smoking and drinking alcohol in general, and avoid drinking caffeine before going to bed. It's also also advice to not sleep on your back if you suffer from sleep paralysis, as obviously it kind of like, it does, I don't want to say it induces it, but Obviously, if you think something's sitting on your chest, yeah. you're less likely to think that of your lead on your side. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then it, the NHS just advises that if you keep having sleep paralysis, you're getting anxious about you're getting anxious about going to sleep, and if you're overtired from lack of sleep, then you should go and see a GP about it. Which... Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because I, I, I can imagine, like, if you have one or two episodes of sleep paralysis in a week, that's it. Like, you don't really want to go to sleep because you're worried about getting yeah, sleep paralysis. you don't want it to happen. But then because you're overtired, it's more likely to happen. And then it's a vicious yeah. circle. I can imagine, like, I've never, luckily I've never suffered with it, but I can imagine you don't feel well rested after. No, no. So, I mean, like, when I first started going to, like, the sleep clinics and, like, the sleep therapy sort of thing... I did a couple of group sessions and Mm. they kind of put you together with everyone. So like some people had sleep paralysis, some people had insomnia. And uh, it's so interesting listening to that advice because most people that I talked to, their way of like coping with it was having a drink before bed. 
Yeah. And it's just like, it's their way of like getting sleepy and then just not you know, worrying. I've spoken to people about this before. So obviously, you know, my friends, the twins. Yeah. They both apparently since they were babies have ha- have been really, really bad at sleeping. Like even their mum said as babies, they only used to sleep for like four hours at night. And that was like the most they ever slept. Oh God, they're poor parents. I know. <laughs> and there's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, some of the stories that they tell me, I'm like, your mum, I mean, their mum is a saint anyway, but I'm like, God, <laughs> your mum is a saint. Um, I think that's why she got them into gymnastics. Get the energy out. <laughs> yeah, yeah calm them down a little bit. Um, yeah, because they didn't used to like eat either. So they didn't sleep, they didn't eat, and they had loads of energy. So, you know, and there was two of them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But we were talking about like, because um, they said they always sleep better once they've had a drink. And then we were talking about how, like, you can see how people become, like, people with these conditions could become alcoholics really Mm. easily. Because if you start thinking, I'll just have one drink to get me to sleep, and then that stops working, you're like, well, two drinks to get me to sleep. And then it's a slippery cycle, like a downhill slope. And then also, obviously, alcohol is a depressant, right? So yeah. then the next morning you feel low and then yeah. you might want one to cheer you up before you go to bed. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it particularly affects people in our, like, lines of work, though, Jess. Obviously, oh, NHS, God, yeah. overwork, really Well, stressed. yeah, it says shift patterns. Yeah. So anyone in, like, the emergency services or, like, care where you do long shifts. Well, that's it. I mean, I work in events and, yeah. like, when I used to go travel with events like abroad um, Mm. for government events all of my colleagues we'd all have like a glass of wine to go to bed and we'd all be like oh it's just because I want to get off to sleep really quickly because we had to be up at like 4 or 5 a.m to set up you know like a trade show in the morning had a busy day had a busy day done like 13 14 hours on your feet setting things up talking to people so yeah yeah, it's hard yeah and especially if you do sleep with um especially if you do suffer with like sleep issues anyway like I don't know about you but whenever if I fall asleep I can have a great night's sleep but if I'm not falling asleep you're checking your phone to see what time it is and then be like oh my god it's like 2 a.m and I'm still not asleep yeah I got six hours left yeah five hours yeah and then it and then it increases your anxiety and then makes it harder to sleep and then everything is in a downhill cycle so i think the just the trying to get a routine is the best thing to do i do think limiting screen time i think that's i think that could be a reason why it's more like prevalent nowadays is Mm. because of the screen like people being on the screens all the time well that's i mean if when i have office days i spend all day looking at a screen yeah and then i might finish work and relax and watch tv yeah and then before and bed yeah exactly and and I might like, watch oh some my TikToks. god i have <laughs> just spent the entire day looking into a screen yeah um although i did say more prevalent in modern day but actually this moves me quite nicely onto my cryptid <laughs> because actually it's not a modern thing for people to report having sleep paralysis and night terrors in fact um, there have been records dated back to like the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Greeks, and even the Babylonians. Like, people have always suffered with sleep paralysis. Wow. Yeah. So obviously, now we understand that it is a medical condition, and we know what causes it. Um, but obviously, back in the day, they didn't know what it was. So obviously, 
they resort to it must be a demon yeah i mean that must have been so scary yeah you think you think there's a demon in the room you can feel like something's sitting on your chest so obviously two and two together it's a demon obviously a lot more like religions and gods and demons being thrown around back then um so yeah that's what they thought it was so loads and loads of different cultures like the list i mean on wikipedia (laughs) but it was as like as long as my arm like from all over asia africa europe and the americans the only place that didn't seem to have one was australia interesting everyone's just really relaxed in australia yeah they're just all (laughs) super chill just the sunshine (laughs) yeah they're just happy so I'm not going to go into every single one because obviously that would be ridiculous. Um, But the most common are the night hag or the mare. So they're kind of used interchangeably. And Lilith. And yes, that is Lilith Lilith from the Bible, a.k.a. Adam's supposed first wife. Oh, damn. Yeah, so that's how, like, far back um, they go. So there there's quite a lot of similarities and differences between like the night hag and Lilith. Obviously Lilith is um, thought to be more of like a seductress and a slayer. And she tends to like, she's a bit more pretty, but obviously we know that she is a demon. This sounds so much like someone talking about their ex, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh God, yeah. (laughs) Always, yeah, Adam's ex. (laughs) Um, But weirdly, she's thought to prey on pregnant women, children and men. And she's thought to, rather than like sit on their chest and cause them the nightmares, she poisons their mind while they're sleeping with her dark knowledge. So basically she does induce like the sleep paralysis and the night terrors. Um, And actually a story like this has been like dated back to the first recorded stories. So I imagine there was probably other stories similar to this before records began. So it's obviously a condition that everyone has suffered with seemingly forever. That's really interesting because you would have thought the stress that we have like nowadays is so different to back then. Like, you know, like these nonstop jobs, working really long shifts, like shift patterns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because that wouldn't have been a thing, like, especially if like women were suffering with it back then, you know, when they had completely different lifestyle to now. Yeah. I mean, I can see why pregnant women would. And it Mm. seems like obviously children as well because of their imaginations yeah for sure i could see why but the men men is a bit weird but i mean i guess just because it's lilith they were like she preys on men she makes them weak <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Which, god fair play <laughs> i mean i feel like some men just need an excuse for everything don't they yeah that's true that's true <laughs> um so although lilith is terrifying the night hag seems a lot worse So she's thought to induce these horrific dreams by sitting on the chests of her victim while they're trying to sleep. She does this to immobilise them while she causes terrifying dreams and hallucinations, including strange noises, ringing, buzzing sounds, scraping and laughing sounds. And I mean, the laughing one is the creepiest for me personally. Like, imagine thinking that you're awake, not being able to move and you can just hear someone laughing. 
which like I know Steph has said that to me before like she gets really bad sleep paralysis she doesn't get night terrors as much she gets more sleep paralysis and she said she can hear laughing when she's doing like she says she feels like someone's sitting on her chest she can see someone stood in the corner of the room and she can hear someone laughing like right in her ear but she's like because she can't move she can't like turn to look Mm. just but I'm like Oh, even just thinking about it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Laugh. There is something about laughing. When um when I was younger and I used to have like sleep talk, my brother's girlfriend at the time, like when she was staying in the house, she used to sometimes hear me laughing through the next room, and she oh used to find it God. the creepiest thing. Like imagine just in the night, it's silent, and then just this because I was like maybe nine or ten, mm. so a child just laughing. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> creepy. Did I tell you about when I was in the hospital, the person next to me? So she obviously had, it must have been, I think it was her third kid. And they were Eastern European. I don't know what language they were speaking. It was like Polish. Somewhere that yeah. side of Europe. Yeah, somewhere that side of Europe. Um, My language's skills are not, not up to scratch. Anyway, she'd obviously told him, like, you had to be quiet and, like, be respectful of the people around him which is like fair enough absolutely great but obviously we're in a bay there's six women in there all the curtains drawn around she's in the bed next to me and he was obviously sat in the chair next to her bed so it was like my bed then the curtain then the chair that he was sat in then her bed so she'd obviously said like be quiet like people are trying to like sleep and they've got their babies obviously I'd been in labor for 37 hours. I was like deliriously tired. And then I could just hear this little kid whispering to his mom in another language. And it was just the creepiest thing in the world. And I'm like, obviously I know like why she did it is better than him running around screaming. But in that moment I was like, this is so creepy. Yeah, that isn't, that isn't what you need at that time. No, I was like, I just want to get to sleep for a bit. Oh, but yeah, God. it was, yeah, creepy. Creepy AF. There's something about, like, kids are lush, don't get me wrong, but there's something about, like, them that's also quite creepy in a way. Yeah, that's why they're always in horror films, right? Mm. Like, it's always the little kid ghost or the little kid demon, and yeah. they're the scariest. Yeah. They, oh. Yeah. I think it's because they're supposed to be so innocent, so when it's they're not, mm. it's, like, even worse. Yeah. Mm. Oh, creepy. <laughs> anyway, back to back to the night hag. Moving on from children <laughs> to the night hag. Um, so she's thought to be a supernatural malevolent being that is horrendously hideous. And obviously when you think of hag, you do think hideous anyway. But apparently, even compared to normal hags, she's worse. <laughs> normal hags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see all them hags walking around? She's the worst one. <laughs> apparently she's a similar size to a human female. She has long black fingernails and a blue hue to her skin, which makes her look like she's bruised all over. She has many open sores and warts and has a large number of scars. And to match her nails, she has long black hair, which is matted with fingers and bones woven into it. Her eyes glow red and are filled with rage. She moves slowly due um, she moves slowly and limps due to the way that her joints are not properly formed together. I mean, that sounds disgusting. Yeah. Imagine that sat on your chest at night, inducing dreams. Yeah, I thought my demon was bad. Yeah. 
I've, um, I do have a feeling though it is like one of those things that because everything is scarier at night, isn't it? It's like the darkness is, it's the fear of the unknown, isn't it? Really, like the fear of the dark. Yeah. Um, and I think as soon as one person says it, everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've had that. And then you like add to it and then you add to it. And then because people are telling you that this is what it is, you then see it and then it, because it's in the dark, it gets built up and built up and built up. That definitely sounds like all of this description that you went through then, it just sounded like it was getting like, crazier and crazier. Like the <laughs> yeah, bits of like, fingers. Oh, there. this weird lady was sat on my chest um, in my dream last night. Oh, yeah. Did she have black hair? Yeah. Oh, and black nails. Oh, and she had a bone woven into her hair. <laughs> like, oh, and she had a... And she had green skin like a witch. Oh, and she had a wart at the end of her nose. Oh, and she had a big scar. <laughs> like, and it's just like, da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, really creepy. But interesting that it's always been something linked to sleep paralysis. Yeah. It's not a new thing. It's a very, very old thing and not like a Western culture thing. It is like a global well, phenomenon that everyone interesting that like you say about the long fingernails as well because that's something that's always in mind is that the long fingers mm. and obviously that's so common in like these like folklore it's the reaching horror. as well isn't it yeah like the, it's like the long fingers well like slender man yeah. and um well, i was gonna say freddy krueger then but <laughs> <laughs> some of folklore are more of just a horror film, a horror film. <laughs> yeah but it is obviously the scared like Friday the 13th obviously has come from like the thought of sleep paralysis and feeling vulnerable while you're asleep and not being able to protect yourself and he comes and kills you in your sleep. Yeah, that's true. Um, And yeah, I think the hat, because obviously we have covered the man in the hat um, who, who people tend to see when they suffer from sleep paralysis. Right. Um, Who again is a very creepy, weird being who I think, exists in like another dimension but just like slips in and out because he can like travel travel through time and space that makes me think of like slipping in and out of dreams is like have you ever seen scott pilgrim yes yeah like ramona flowers like yeah although i'd much prefer ramona flowers to like skate into my dream (laughs) than freddy krueger yeah like (laughs) who would you rather So that's everything that I have on sleep paralysis and night terrors. So again, like, because there's so many different things, there was like lots of different avenues I could have gone down, but I thought I'd stick to the straightforward for this one. (laughs) Do you want to tell us one more sleep? Oh no, night terror story. Yes. Night terror story. I should have prepared some sleep paralysis ones, but I guess they never, because they're so short. It's just kind of like... The same thing. It's just like also, a... I feel like a lot of people who suffer sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis is a, is a lot more of like the same thing. It's the not being able to move, seeing something in your room, feeling something on your chest, and hearing things. Whereas night terrors, I feel like, are more like nightmares. They're not the same every single time. Yeah. Also, I'd be like, I know lots of people with ghost stories of where they've seen things in the room. Yeah. And I like my brother. He also suffers with his sleep. He's had stories like that. And oh, I'm really? like, I wonder after hearing that, like, maybe he was having sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. I yeah, don't maybe. know either way. It could be someone was in the room or it could have been, been that. How yeah. do you tell? Yeah, how do you t- Like, is it... 
I mean, we've all had that where you wake up, think you see something and then turn the light on and you're like, oh, it's just a dressing gown. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like who's to tell? Like if you are in sleep paralysis and you can't wake yourself up to check what it is. Yeah. You might think there's something in the room, but actually might be something completely harmless. You just can't see it properly. No, for sure. No, I I can tell my... Well, so I've already been through the first night terror I remember as an adult. But maybe I could tell you the one I remember having as a child. Yeah. So this one's a bit... This one's a bit weird because it's scary, but the figure isn't a scary figure. Okay. But I can imagine as a child, still terrifying. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... The first night terror I can remember happening is when I was quite young, maybe seven or eight. I remember waking up because I heard my mum calling me. I looked up and she was standing over my bed smiling at me. I said, Mum, what is it? And she didn't say anything. I was confused because she was smiling and just not answering me. And she was wearing like a blouse that she would wear when she was going to work. And she had makeup on and I was just like, what is going on? It's still dark outside. Like, am I really late for school? Or, you know, what's going on? And I turned the light on and then she just remained there for a second and then just completely disappeared. And I just remember screaming, like, mum, repeatedly to see if, like, did she go somewhere? Where's she gone? And I just, it absolutely terrified me. And I ran into my mum's room and I was screaming, like, were you just in my room? Like, mum, were you just in my room? And I woke her up with a scan. She was asleep the whole time, you know, in her pajamas, no makeup on, not in her like work clothes. And she was just so confused. And she was like, oh, it's probably a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. But like, I can, it was there. And I can remember that so vividly now, like 20 years on, like I saw her there. That's so weird that because obviously they say you don't tend to remember night terrors but I wonder if that one like stuck with you because it was your mum it was a familiar figure yeah and so I used to have like I said a lot of nightmares when I was little and like sleepwalking but this is the first thing I remember like turning the light on and like that switch didn't turn off and it was just there yeah like she was in your room yes like you weren't dreaming that like you could see her in your room. It was like that weird in-between stage, which is yeah. what I've been told before when I've gone to the doctor is like, when you have night terrors, when you're like sleepwalking and like sleep talking and screaming, yeah. it's a motor, it's the motor in your head that doesn't turn off. So yeah. when you go to sleep, the motors for you to like talk and move normally turn off because your dream yeah, mode. Yeah. I don't know, it turns on dream yeah. mode activated. <laughs> um, but for me, like that, switch wasn't turning off so I was dreaming and I was having this night terror or dream whatever but I was still being able to move and you know kind of feel like I was still seeing yeah that's that's mental yeah I don't really know like what to say to that because that like although I know what you I know what you're saying like it's not traditionally scary but that your first experience of having a night terror like now when you have a night terror, although it might be scary, at least you know what it is. Yes. Whereas that's kind of the opposite. It wasn't necessarily scary as such, but it was the first, like, you didn't know what was happening, so it was scary in that sense. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, obviously now the film Smile has absolutely ruined that for everyone, not that I've seen it. Well, but the advert scared me. But the adverts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously I had a break from going to cinema, but normally me... 
uh me and a couple of my friends we do try and watch like horror films in the cinema like once a month just because of there's so much better in the cinema they're like made to be seen in the cinema in the cinema in the cinema the cinema the cinema um (laughs) um so we do try and see see them but now like whenever anyone's telling some kind of like scary story or like ghost encounter and they're like there was they were smiling that's the smile i imagine yeah that creepy no but it was like a hundred percent because that's why i just remember it so vividly yeah and i think not like a friendly smile smile, like an evil smile just like this big smile and i think it's the fact that she was just literally standing right over me as well Mm. so it's like it was my mum but it was really weird because she was like not dressed like her you know like she was dressed as if she was going off somewhere yeah also like i feel like eyes are a big giveaway you can look someone in the eyes and know yeah if they're themselves or not yeah like we never know maybe it was something parading as my mum yeah can you like can you shapeshift a ghost probably me and claude always talk about this we're like what powers determine what ghosts so we think there's like levels so you become a more powerful ghost by i don't know completing completing scares <laughs> scared this seven-year-old girl tick <laughs> now got i've now unlocked poltergeist activity yeah. i can win now a winner. <laughs> i can now jump out of people <laughs> oh god but yeah i mean really weird that obviously isn't like necessarily a classic demon because it yeah. was like my mum. I love my mum very much. So you know, yeah. maybe if I didn't like my mum, that was more of a demon. But, but just weird. Very yeah. Like I am thinking it, thinking of it more of a creepy presence stood above your bed, smiling at you. Because I mean, like even if it was just your mum waking you up, like. Who wakes their kid up by just, like, standing over their bed, like, hello? But, like, silently just smiling. And, like, when you're talking back to them, like, hello? Like, why are you here? Just, like, not looking. It's almost smiling. sinister, isn't it? Really. Very sinister. Like, I mean, I don't... I mean, obviously, it didn't scare me too much to be near my mum because then I ran in her room. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, something in me when I was that age was, like, that couldn't have been my mum. Yeah. Yeah, you, you must have known that, like... That's not my... Like, although it looks like my mum, it's not my mum. Yeah. And I think you would know that. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. Very creepy. Well, yeah. It's made. It's just made me really glad that I didn't suffer from night terrors or sleep paralysis, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky that I don't have it very often. Like, mm. I know people who have it way more. My, um, my friend Jack gets it quite bad. Um, he's a technician, like um, like a sound technician, a light yeah. technician. And uh, he lives with one of my other friends, Benji. And uh, Benji's told me times where he's like going to bed at night. Like he's quite a night owl, so stays up quite late. Yeah. And then he'll go past Jack's door and just see Jack unplugging and plugging in wires into like sockets on his floor. Like where he's just like up and about sleepwalking and dreaming. Oh and my god! He's just like has to like do that thing where you like try and slowly move them move away the bed. Yeah. from the electricity source. But he gets them all the time, so I'm really yeah. lucky that mine are quite infrequent. Yeah. But oh god, yeah. Well, if anyone listening suffers really badly from sleep paralysis or night terrors, then don't be scared to get yourself some help. I mean, if any of the tips that we've said today do help you, then like. 
we, we're glad we can help in that way but yeah do go to your gp get it go to a sleep clinic don't be scared to do that and if you want to share any of your stories with us we always welcome sleep paralysis stories ghost stories night terrors happy to hear any of that if you're happy sharing um thank you for sharing your stories with us today chloe no worries at all no worries at all and yeah if you know if you want to go to the doctor like they didn't judge me at all yeah it was a really kind of normal appointment i felt fine and actually felt quite nice to talk about it so <laughs> yeah. it's weirdly freeing talking to you about it today as well so thanks for having yeah. me oh no glad Glad to do some service and help, help with these. Um, yeah, because it does sound like a vicious cycle of caused by not sleeping well. Um, and then because it makes you not then sleep well, vicious cycle of being tired. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you need help, get yourself some help. Or if you just want to message us at True Crime Coven, we'll, all, we'll, we'll be a little ear for you to rant to. That's fine. Um but the most important thing is to stay safe and stay spooky. Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecoven or on Instagram and Facebook where we are at truecrimecovinpod. Also, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now, be it Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're on YouTube, give us a little thumbs up, click that bell, get notifications every time we post. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Make these two witches smile. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, witches. Sorry, Simon.